Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, I have some exciting news. Um, I'm actually getting ready to um, form up or build the 20 by 40 workshop. Yes, 20 by 40. So the first process is obviously finding a location. So uh, I do have quite a bit of space where I live. I have a really big yard. Um, and so I can essentially put it anywhere I want. Now, I do want to put it in a spot that's going to make sense. I also want to put it in a spot that, um, or how we set it up or position it, is going to be, um, you know, wind-friendly. Because we have a lot of high winds where we live normally. So, the winds here normally come from the north, um, primarily from the north. And so, um, even my house is set up in such a way um, to have the backside or half of the backside facing that side. That way it's, it's taking the wind side. So the other side of the house is not as windy. The house is acting as a wind block, right? So the same thing with the workshop that I want to put together, it's going to be off outside, um, um, a distance from my actual house. Um, probably from my porch out will probably be about, and uh, let's call it 15 feet. Okay, maybe 15, 20 feet away max. But I want to be able to drive around the building, okay? Because the reason for the building is multiple reasons. Obviously, it's a workshop, right? Um, but it's going to be a spot where I'm going to be able to work on some big items, some big heavy items, you know? Uh, and so in order to work on these big heavy items, you know, I have to be able to truck them in and then remove them. So by... by by giving myself access to be able to drive around the building, I can essentially load or unload from either end or I just have more versatility than it just being in one location. And then I always have to just make sure I reverse to it, you know, when I could easily position different, you know, just make it a lot easier. So the first thing is first was the other day in between a project I had me and my worker, uh, we went ahead and cleaned up the front of my yard. So the front of my yard actually had a lot of old building material, a lot of scraps from when I was actually building my house. There was I, I'm, I'm the type of person I try to save as much as I can because I'll be honest with you, I had a scrap pile out there and it was a little bit bigger than it was. Um, and we ended up taking a lot of scraps out of it to use for projects. You know, so that was nice to be able to use some of the old wood for like forms or whatever, you know. Sometimes you just need some scrap wood for whatever you got going on. And so it was nice to be able to pick from the pile as time went on. Um, but it got to the point where the pile has got down to where it's pretty much unusable stuff already. But the pile was still pretty decent. So I took the skidster um, with the 4-in-1 bucket and I just started scooping everything up and cleaning up my mess. And now I have a nice clear area of um, where I can maybe put my um, 20 by 40 workshop. Um, the grass is all overgrown in that area, so I'm going to take the lawnmower, and I'm actually going to lawnmower that whole area beyond where I think I even want to put the building. Just lawnmower it all down so it's all nice and flat, and I can see everything very easy. And then from there, I can actually start kind of getting an idea an idea of where I, where I actually want to position it and how I want to position the building itself, right? So, um, yeah, I'm glad I was able to clear the area. So now, um, maybe after the hurricane passes, I can go ahead and um, lawnmower it all down. And I can get some paint and some, uh, you know, stakes out. Um, that way I can start pinning the corners. Um, so I have a really long um, measuring tape. 
you can get them really, really long. The They're like the real flexible ones where you can just pull them out. It's a big, long roll. They go up to like 100 feet or even farther, uh, 150 feet, 300 feet or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to use that with my worker. And we're just going to kind of get a idea, you know, um, mark out some location, stand back. And just imagine the shop being there in that location and see if it's going to be user-friendly, if it's going to work, right? And if we need to move it around a little bit, we can do that, you know? This is the time to really pick that location, you know? So, yeah, I'm really picky about certain things. Um, so I want to make sure it's going to be in a spot that's really going to be user-friendly for the future, right? And then not only that, I want to make sure that I'm positioning it in such a way that um, I'm making sure that the back side of the building is facing the wind, right? Because we, we don't want wind coming into the building naturally, you know, because um, we have high winds. So we want that wind to be at the back of the building. So I do have to um, position it in such a way to make sure that I accommodate for that as well. Uh, and then once I can finally get the location uh, laid out on the ground, as far as marked out with, you know, paint or stakes or whatever... Um, I can now finally get ready to um, build the forms. So the first thing I want to do is I'm going to take the skidster after I do the layout of where I want it. I'll take my skidster and I'm actually going to remove all the grass. I'm going to bring it back down to dirt, okay? Because we don't want the grass there. The grass is going to end up dying over time. And then there's going to be a gap. You know, we don't want that. So I'm going to bring it back down to dirt. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and grade that area with my skidster. Get it all nice and flat, um, you know. Because we're getting ready to actually start building things now, right? So I want to get the, the ground nice and flat. And then I'm going to bring in three-quarter minus gravel. Um, I'm actually going to bring in three or four dump truck loads. One load will just be for the uh, concrete pad. And the other two is actually going to be for another project I have going on um, out here. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and put gravel um, within the area. And backblade um, with my skidster and level everything out. Um, compact it all down, right? Get it, you know, get it compact. And then um, we can go ahead and actually form up, uh, you know, my um, my concrete forms. So we're going to be using um, wood, obviously, for the forms. And we're going to square them up. We're going to level them out. we got to use a bunch of concrete pins and all that stuff to, you know, lift and tilt or move the frame to kind of get it where we need to. And we can screw everything in and then kind of get everything nice and tight, right? And then I can, you know, easily um, feather the edges or whatever I need to on the inside and or outside with gravel if I need to, um, just to kind of make sure everything is where it needs to be, you know. So once I can get the ground flat, get the gravel in there nice and flat, flat and compacted, I can make sure I can build the form out, get the form all nice and level and flat essentially. Uh, and then I can go ahead and get ready to put, um, you know, either wire or rebar. So in my case, because it's um, only going to be a workshop and not an actual living space or anything like that, it's not going to support a structure that's even really heavy. I think the total weight of my structure will be only 3,000 pounds. That's the total weight because majority of it's going to be um, metal roofing um, with a metal steel frame, right? So essentially, um, there is some weight there, obviously, but nowhere near the weight requirements that would require me to have a 12-foot, 12 inch footing okay so i'm essentially going to be pouring a three and a half to four inch thick concrete slab um, utilizing 3000 psi concrete okay so what that means is 
you can act essentially put 3,000 PSI or pressure on one square inch of concrete, okay? And it, it that, that would be the, the max at that one square inch, okay? That's what it would be rated for. So um, obviously, I'm not going to have 3,000 pounds on just one little square inch, you know? So um, yeah, I'm going to utilize um, wire mesh. Um, some thick wire mesh. You can get them in different thicknesses. So I'm going to get some big, thick wire mesh. Um, usually it's something that we would use for driveways, okay? Uh, and then that's going to be for the middle section. And then I'm going to run a um, a um, rebar around the edge, okay? Because we want to stiffen the edge. That's pretty much the only spot that you'd have to worry about if there was going to be a spot to worry about, you know? So wire mesh within the middle and then a um, continuous run of rebar that loops around the edge, the inside edge of the um, concrete slab. And then obviously space everything off the ground. And then essentially we are ready for concrete, okay? So um, for those of you that don't know, you can actually, there's an app that's free or you can actually do the calculation, Okay. Like, so for me, I've already done my calculation on the amount of concrete I'm going to need. But a rule of thumb is to always get a little extra. You know what I mean? Because you never want to come up short on a concrete pour. Okay? Because if you come up short, that's a problem. Because for one, you're going to be short. You're not going to be able to finish your job or finish the slab. But not only that, um, if you had to get more out there, by the time the next truck comes back out just to give you a little bit of concrete, it's going to look ugly. It's not going to look good, right? Because there's going to be two separate sections at that point. So you're, you're just, you're causing yourself some, some pain, you know? So make sure you order a little bit more than what you actually need. And that little more, that little bit more, what I'll do is I'll make some um, little, little forms on the side. So that way, if there's any extra that we don't use in the, the main form that we're pouring, I can easily dump the rest into another form and I can use that form for something else, right? So just having a backup form, you know, it doesn't have to be really big. It can be small just to take that excess concrete. Okay. And then you could, uh, you know, do whatever you need with that extra concrete slab. You know, it could be a really small slab, you know, but it's better to have that than not, because if you don't have another place to put it, then normally what has, has, has to happen is they just dump it out. They just dump it out on the ground, right? And it becomes like a cow patty, as they would call it, a big concrete cow patty, right? And it's just wasted. So make a couple of different size um, little forms and you can always, um, you know, do something with it. At least you have a flat concrete pad, um, you know, if you have extra, you know, pre-plan guys, you know, definitely, definitely pre-plan. Um, so I know how much concrete it's going to take. I'm going to bring a concrete truck out so that way they can go ahead and just pump it into the forms into the yeah, into the form and then there's going to be a total of maybe three maybe four guys total including myself um to basically pour and work the concrete and make my concrete slab so just a reminder when a concrete truck comes out to deliver concrete they don't pour the concrete for you like you, you know they're not the ones actually working the concrete none of that they pull up with the concrete truck to open the chute you tell them where you want it and they start pumping it Okay, it's up to you to move that material around and work it and get your slab to where it's at. So in this case, you want to make sure that you have enough people to help you out. 
So um, I've already spoke to a couple guys that's going to help me out with this, including my workers, um, to kind of just make the process go pretty pretty easy and smooth. Uh, we're estimating about four hours um, from start to finish to pour the whole slab and basically finish it out. And then we're going to edge the concrete slab. And we're also going to do a really light broom finish. Okay. Now, I don't want a really smooth, smooth finish. Okay. Because when you have a really, really smooth finish, if the concrete was to get wet or you pour water on it, you have a real high potential of slipping and sliding and hurting yourself on that concrete. Okay. So having a light broom finish gives you a little bit of grip okay just enough grip so you won't go slipping and sliding if it gets wet okay you could also go with a heavy broom finish or you could even do stamped concrete if you wanted to but I, I don't need any of that all i want is a very light broom finish just to give a little bit of a grip but still be nice and flat and look nice you know so i do have that in the works guys i'm hoping sometime this coming week I can actually already grade the area, get everything scoped out where I need it, grade it, and then I can start putting my corner pins in and just start squaring things up and start putting the forms in um, and kind of get things where I need them, you know? So, yeah, pretty excited, guys. Now, the other thing is for the building itself that's going to go on it. So, I've been debating um, back and forth, thinking about different options for the building that I'm putting on it. And I found, for me because of what I'm using it for. Because um, what I'm actually going to use it for is for like welding a lot of different things. But not only that, for the powder coating um, oven that I have to put in there on one little side of it, right? On the back side of it. So um, the rest of it is just going to be a little workshop area, right? So um, I want something just simple. You know, I don't need like, I don't want drywall. I don't want none of that. You know, it's just a, just a basic shop, you know, basic, easy shop. So what I decided to do was buy um, two 20 by 20 um, carports, metal carports, but they're um, a little bit more heavy duty, okay? Uh, and it's all metal, okay? It's all the, even the, the, the sorry, the support poles or whatever, they're all powder coated and everything, okay? Now I'm going to end up linking them together and that's what's going to give me my 20 by 40 garage. That's what I'm going to sit on top of it. But I'm also going to reinforce the frame that, that's coming with it, right? So I have steel. I can get steel, no problem. I have welders and all that. So I'm actually going to reinforce the building that I'm, I'm actually going to, um, you know, I'm getting that I'm going to um, install because we do get higher winds. And the wind rating for that building is about 100, I believe. Yeah, it's 100. So uh, as long as I reinforce everything, I know for a fact that I can do a wind rating over 100 miles per hour, okay? Um, so that's, you know, if I can get 120, 130, 150, great. But I do have a lot of extra heavy-duty steel laying around that I could easily fabricate and make things um, and shear everything up a lot stronger than what's coming, you know, just basic. And, um, yeah, that's how I'm going to make my... Um, my uh, um, 20 by 40 um, workshop guys um, now that that comes with the roof already okay it comes with all the steel frames it comes with the roof and everything um, the only couple things that I'm going to do is I'm going to continue the roof the that same style roof I guess you could call it um, down to the concrete slab that way I have a back 
and then on one or two of the other ends, I might enclose them, okay? So that way we can stop a lot of the wind or just debris from flying around, you know, dust and stuff. And then I actually plan on leaving one side completely open, the long side, like from the 20 by 40, um, the face side of it, um, pretty much open. That way it's going to be easier to slide materials in and out of the building or whatever it is. I might even put barn doors, like some really nice sliding barn doors on either end. That way if I need access from the end, I can easily slide the barn doors open. So that I'm going to end up shearing the building up quite a bit than what's coming with already. And obviously I want to have everything concreted, anchored into the concrete. So big concrete anchors anchored directly into the concrete holding the building down. And then obviously I'm going to have a lot more steel um, welded to everything to shear the building up. So that is my game plan to make sure the building is going to be nice and solid. Uh, and then I am going to run the electric out there. So I do have my off-grid solar house, right? And I do have all this extra power. And I can easily run that power, That I'm sorry, that workshop, no problem. Plus have tons of extra power. So um, I am going to run an electrical conduit underground from my home to that shop um, with a um, little breaker panel at the shop. And then from there, I can also divide up circuits, right? I can go for wall plugs or lighting because I will need plugs and lighting and all that. And I would like to be able to run majority of everything in there off my solar system with the exception of heavy duty tools, okay? If I'm welding or any of that, I'll just use my brand new welder generator that I purchased, right? That's the whole purpose of it. So, you know, really heavy demanding tools, uh, I probably won't be using it. Like a skill saw is no problem, you know, that kind of stuff. But welding, that takes a lot of demand from a system. So um, that's something I would not do on my um, regular electric system. But lighting and just regular plugs, charging batteries, you know, TV, what you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I already have conduit. I have leftover conduit all the time for some reason. So, um, yeah, I have conduit for it. And for me to dig the trench, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to make it simple. Um, so on my skidster, I have the two forks for like lifting up pallets. I'm going to remove one of the forks and I'm, there's only going to be one fork left on the skidster. And I'm basically going to use that as a trencher. I'm going to stick it in the ground and just start trenching my way forward. You can easily make a trench with one fork. Um, so I'm going to make a trench out there, clean it all up. Um, that'll be most, it'll get most of the work done for us. And then I can go ahead and lay my conduit in and, um, you know, cover it right back up. And it's like it never happened, you know, uh, and then tie it up there. Now, uh, I probably will have my friend, which is a licensed electrician, um, come by because I'm going to bring the conduit out there. Um, I'm going to either run the wire myself or even have him come help me run the wire. But I want to make sure he makes the connections and all that, you know, you know, just make all the connections. Because when it came to my house, I made sure that I had a licensed electrician double check my work. I was actually there helping him install everything, right? Because I wanted to help out and it cuts down on the cost and everything else. And it just made it easier for him too, you know? So it was a win-win. So same thing for the, the shop building. It's going to be a very simple setup, you know, very simple. Small little breaker panel, no, no big deal. He'll come out, maybe spend an hour or two max. And um, we'll just I'll have him help me actually wire up all the circuits for all the... Um, plugs and the lighting and all that stuff that way it's just a lot more um, streamlined and that way I know for sure everything is done you know correct that way I'm not taking no shortcuts 
as far as um, the electrical side of things. You know, I want to make sure that's all good. And um, yeah, I'm probably going to run a, a water line out to that building so I can have some spigots. You know, it's always nice to have water on hand just in case something happens. So uh, run some water lines out there, which is really simple. Just dig another trench, put the water line in it um, and put some spigots up and we're off to the races, guys. So definitely stay tuned, guys. I do have a really good game plan and I'm really, really excited to share this experience with you guys. Also, I'm, I'll probably be sharing some of it on my YouTube channel. I just don't know how much. I've been really staying really busy, guys. I'm doing my best here to keep everybody informed on the podcast. That's why you guys always get the first-hand information, guys. You know, so good for you guys for being a part of this. So um, stay tuned, guys. I want to keep you guys informed on the process. And if I put anything on YouTube, I'll definitely, um, you know, um, shoot you guys that information so you guys can check it out too. But yeah, it's coming soon, guys. This week, I'm working hard to get everything going. So it's not going to be long. So stay tuned. See you guys on the next one. Stay safe. Keep your head up. Stay positive. Everything will work out. And I'll see you guys on the next one.